For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe. Just like Jesus knows who you are, who did not believe, as well as who will believe. Episode of It Was Found in My Heart with Gary and Veronica. We are continuing in the conversation in John chapter 6, the line upon line series. And uh, this episode should conclude uh, John chapter 6. That's right. And um, as I opened up, I was opening up with um, Jesus knew from the beginning who they were, who did not believe. And it's the same thing. Jesus knew from the beginning, who would believe. Sometimes people want to take the negative spin on that and say, well, if he, he knows already, then why should I do anything? That's the negative. Why don't you take the positive spin and says, well, if he knows from the beginning, let that what he knows be the one that I believe and not that I don't believe or don't want to believe. And so I love this part. And I think I, I um, spoke about it in closing of the last episode or pot is that, um, even though Jesus knew those that would betray him, those that did not believe, he didn't treat them any differently than the ones that would believe and those that would not betray him. He loved them. You know? So read 65. Yeah. Oh, you had something yeah, weird. Just to, just to add what, what you're add to what you're saying. Um, he's as always, Jesus sets the example for us to follow. He treated those who believed, those who would betray, those who do not believe or did not believe, treated them all the same way. And that's what we should be doing. We should treat everyone the same way. Those who believe, those who don't believe, those who betray, treat them all the same way with love. He loved all of them knowing the choices that they would make. Amen. Amen. So in verse 65. Verse 65, he went on to say, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the father has enabled him or drawn him. Verse 66, from this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. Okay, so... um Put those two verses together and, and give me or give everybody your thoughts on, on that particular situation right there. So I'll read these two again. Uh, verse 65 and six, 66. He went on to say, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the father has has enabled him. From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. Um because of the sayings of Jesus, they said, this is a hard saying. Who can understand, Who can understand it? Mm-hmm. Jesus asked them, were they offended? Some people mm-hmm. were offended. So they're like, okay, I can't, I can't follow you because you're offensive to me. And they turned back and they, they no longer followed him because he didn't give them what they wanted to hear because 
He wasn't giving them the food that they wanted. He was giving them something so much greater than what they were asking for. They were willing to settle for temporary, and he wanted to give them eternal. But because it requires us to surrender what we think should happen, it requires us, it requires humility in us, and it requires us to trust. We sometimes just decide to walk away. And that's what these disciples did. They walked away and chose not to follow him. Amen. That brings up an interesting point. The father's involved when we are sharing. And, and I like sharing the word of God because I think it's, it's life everlasting. It's life eternal. And when I hear these scriptures about what the father's role is in, he's engaging. He's, he's, he's the one teaching. He's guiding. And it says here, there's one that says um, he teaches them. Mm-hmm. He draws them. This one says he grants grants them, or you said enables them. Mm-hmm. These are the things that the Father does so that we come to know Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. These guys, from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. So there's something you think you need, mm-hmm. but the truth presents to you what you really need, and you don't like that truth. You just want what you want, and then you no longer walk in the ministry. You turn away from that, and you don't walk with God. And so what does that say based on if we're doing a parallel walk through the scriptures, what does that say about that person and their faith and their belief? Why was they following Christ? We keep coming back to that. Why were they following Christ? Apparently, these people, these disciples were not following him for the right reason. And like I said, he was in a synagogue telling them these things and they could not understand what he was talking about. And it goes back to, we are totally out of this picture of thinking that we can save somebody or deliver somebody or see somebody, you know, because one, it's about the father and two, it's about Jesus. And it's just us believing, believing in him and letting God does do what he needs to do. Let Jesus what Jesus did, take care of that part and let the Holy Spirit just lead us and guide us to where he wants us to be in all of it, you know? So those two scriptures are, are very important for us to see and to understand. Does something come to you and to your mind about that? Thinking about just these two two verses is like they weren't willing, they weren't willing to ponder mm-hmm. on what Jesus said even though it was hard, because sometimes we have, sometimes people have to say hard things to us. And we can either refuse, we can reject what they have to say Mm -hmm. without giving any thought to it, because what they could have some truths in that hard thing that they have to say. And if we're not willing to ponder it, think about it and ask God, God, I don't, I don't get this. I, I want to get this, but I don't get this. Can you help me? And if, because he wants to draw us, right. he loved the world. He wants us to know. He wants us to come to him. So he will find, he will make a way for us to understand if we truly, truly want to understand. Mm-hmm. And that's not the heart of these disciples at this time. I hope that 
later on, the book, it doesn't say that. We don't know. But I hope that at some point they thought about this and was like, wait a minute. He did this. He said that. His life showed the truth. He is the son of God. And hopefully when, if they were present when he died on the cross, they realized that he was, he was truth. He was who he said he was. But you have to be humble enough and sincerely want to know truth, to really consider it, to really ponder it, and then and, and continue to seek for help, continue to knock on that door. I need an answer. I'm knocking, I'm knocking, I'm knocking. I need an answer. Like, uh, was it, uh, Jacob that said, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I won't let you go. And told the angel, I'm not gonna let you go until you bless me. Continue to knock. You may not get that answer right then, but God will, through series of events, through people, through things, he will get that answer to you if you truly want to know. Yeah, I had in my notes. Um, let me just gonna read them. This is the unfortunate truth in our day. How many times do people, who were following Christ, walk with him, and they walk with him no more. And I think because they didn't get what they wanted or they just didn't understand uh, the truth of the scriptures, the disciples that walked away wasn't willing or ready to become an even-if follower of, of Christ. And when, when I say even-if, do you understand what I'm saying when I say even-if? Mm-hmm. Ex- explain to the um, listeners. Well, when you say even if it goes for me, it goes back to the scriptures of the the Hebrew, mm-hmm. the Hebrew boys when they were thrown into the fiery furnace, mm-hmm. and they told the king, they said, "Even if God does not deliver us, we still won't bow down to you. We believe and we know that He can deliver deliver us, but even if He doesn't deliver us, we're not going to bow down to you. We're not going to denounce Him." Even if he doesn't do what we think he should do, right. we're still going to stick with him. And uh, that is the mindset we have to have as Christians, even if. Sometimes it doesn't come the way we think it's going to come. Sometimes it doesn't come in the time we think it's come. It's going to come or we want it to come. It's not how we want it to come. You know? So it's not how or when or what we think it should be. But even if it doesn't, we're still going to honor and respect and glorify God. Like you said, to quote the scripture, where, where else can we go? Mm-hmm. You know, you have the words of life, mm-hmm. you know, you know, life eternal. I mean, you're the one, you're the source. Mm-hmm. And so we have to be even if, even if uh, my, my grandson didn't get raised from the dead, I still got to trust God. This is an example of a friend of ours. She was a youth and, and she experienced um, a youth pastor getting uh, pregnant. And so, she, in that place of being so innocent and not understanding, and the youth pastor was married, and the church ostracized her, pushed her away. She was an even if Christian, even if the people that she felt was supposed to be operating in, in Christ, even if they wasn't speaking the word, or even if they wasn't taking care of her the way they should have been taken care of, even if they wasn't doing the things that they were supposed to do for this tragedy, and they kept this guy still doing ministry, and they kicked her out the church. Even if that was the case, she was even if, because she still 
hold true to Christ. She still embraced Christ. That's what I'm talking about. When things don't go your way, things that you say, God, do this, do this, do this. Please let this be. Those are great prayers. God hears prayers. Um, sometimes it doesn't come out like we want it to come out. But I believe with all my heart that whatever happens will be more glorious, more powerful in the long run. Because God's perspective is better than our perspective. We can see one person being whole. We can see one person being healed. We see one person being redeemed. But what God see, everything that's connected to that one person or what happens when that person is is gone, mm-hmm. how many impacts is going to happen in that right. situation or what is hindered or stopped because of that. We don't know, right. but God's perspective is, is greater. So we need to be even if, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't go like planned, even if it's what I know what he can do, but even if it doesn't come down like I want it, then okay, I'm good with that. Verse 67, you do not want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the 12. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Verse 69, we believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. Verse 70, then Jesus replied, have I not chosen you, the 12, yet one of you is a devil? We have some even if responses. Now, the voice of Peter, I'm going to follow you. No matter what happens, no matter what they thought about you, I'm still going to follow you because you are the way, you are the truth, you are the life. And he says, uh, also, we come to believe and know, and they can only come to believe and know from the Father. Even there's another verse, I believe, in Matthew, who do men say that I am? Mm -hmm. And he says, who do you say I am? And Peter responds, you are the son of the living God. Mm -hmm. He said, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you, but my father in heaven. Mm -hmm. So this information he's laying down is like we talked about. The father teaches. Mm -hmm. You learn, you hear, you learn. And this is what they've heard and learned. And so they come to him. They're not going away just because they didn't get any bread. They know that they received the bread of life. And that's what they're holding on to. So because they know these facts, it allows them to stay as even if believers. And it also confirms that they are good students because they believe and know because of what God has taught them. Verse 71, he meant Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, who though one of the 12 was later to betray him. Like we were talking about before, he he knew who would betray him. Okay. He knew that the 12 that he chose, one of them would betray him. He knew that from the beginning, but yet he still had him in his crew. And like we talked about early, he didn't treat him any differently than any other disciple. So remember, he didn't treat Judas any differently than the others. He gave him charge of the finances, which he had a weakness about because, you know, he's still in the money. He gave him power to do miracles. He even washed his feet just like the others, even though he knew what he would do. Can we love our enemies as they were? our best friends. We have to ask ourselves, can we love our enemies as if they were our best friends? Can we love our enemies even though they kiss us while stabbing us in the back? My prayer in closing this this particular uh, episode, I pray we can pray for those who despitefully use and to persecute us. Then loving them won't be so hard. I think that if we pray for them, you know, even though it's difficult, pray for them 
God will give us the strength and the ability to love them even when it's hard, like Jesus did. So take that with you this week. Those people that, that gets on your nerve, that you know you just want to say something, you want to give them a piece of your mind, you want to go and in, get into the flesh. I'm just saying to you that if Jesus can love and give and to embrace and allow, even when he knows and still die for us, like it says in Romans 5, 8, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He has called us. He has sent us to be like him because even though we're in this world, we're not of it. Our mind, our actions, our words should reflect the born again believer and honoring the parent that made us born again and the authority that gave us the ability to be born again instead of the old man that just wants to keep us bound in darkness. So in the name of Christ Jesus, I pray you have a blessed, blessed, blessed week in Jesus name. Thank you for participating in the conversation.